Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know that uh, Pat probably had a better weekend than me. Oh, I definitely had a better weekend than you. Except for last night. I mean, the Bucks um, absolutely, you know, curb stomping. Um, the Suns was fantastic. Dude, no one cares about the NBA. Also true. What are you? What are you talking about? No, no one cares about that. So also true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, your uh, your uh, red legs. Um, yeah, they 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 took what three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah. Ouch. So, so much for the uh, sweep that you were, you know, trash talking me about last week. Well, to be fair, with the exception of yesterday, you had two games where it was two on one. What are you talking about? Well, if you were watching either of the games on Friday and Saturday, you had a lot of help from the umpires in those games. A lot. So, uh, I mean, not, not not that I don't believe you, because I believe you actually would call a fair game. I, I really do. But yeah. isn't that always like the weakest argument someone can make when it, when it comes out that their team loses, that the refs handed well, it to them? Well, if you're losing by like, you know, six or seven runs, yes. But when it's a one-run game and the umpires somehow believe a guy sliding on top of the base um, creates a double play <clears throat> when it's a one-run game. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad on Friday. Saturday was even yeah. worse. The, I mean, I, I, we're not even talking balls and strikes here. We're just simply talking about calls that were made on the field. It was awful. 
I, I wasn't able to watch. I mean, this, again, I believe you because I actually believe that you would call a fair game. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Reds were getting pounded right. by the refs like that. Right, right. I, I believe you would. My, but uh, I did hear that, uh, what was his name, Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. um, like totally lost it on one of the umpires and got ejected from the game. Yeah, um, that's how bad it was. Christian freaking Yelich went nuts. You never yeah. see him lose his cool. Never. Well, no, no. But but at the same time, had he not gotten ejected from the game, how much of a difference would it made? Fair enough. But um, speaking of um, blowing a stack, if you will. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I think I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. And, and this happened over the weekend. Can get that. What is that all about? I, I don't understand that, Jake. On the other side of the political spectrum, the former Health and Human Services Secretary under President Obama, Kathleen Sebelius, said this week that she's frustrated. She thinks it's time for the Biden administration to push schools and businesses and others to mandate the vaccine. She said specifically, quote, I'm trying to restrain myself, but I've kind of had it. You know, we're going to tiptoe around mandates. It's like, come on, I'm kind of over that. I want to make sure that people I deal with don't have it so I don't transmit it to my granddaughter, unquote. Now, Sebelius is giving voice to the frustration a lot of vaccinated Americans have about how it seems like society is bending over backwards to not offend people who refuse to get vaccinated. Um, You know, people who are vaccinated have to wear masks on airplanes because airplanes don't want to mandate that you have to be vaccinated to fly. I know you've been very clear that the government isn't mandating vaccines, but do you think it's generally a good idea for businesses or schools to require vaccinations right i have been of this opinion and i remain of that opinion that i do believe at the local level jake there should be more mandates there really should be we're talking about life and death situation we've lost six hundred thousand americans already and we're still losing more people there have been four million deaths worldwide this is serious business so I am in favor of that. You know, one of the things that will happen, and I think the hesitant. Woosa. Okay, so, Pat, are you okay over there? Are you okay? I, uh... Are you all right? How, how much longer are we going to continue to give this man any kind of platform? How much longer are people actually going to listen to this jackass? And yes, I'm, I'm going to that point. I'm, I'm, I've had it with this guy. How long do you listen to a guy that has been wrong time and time and time again? How much longer do we give him any kind of credibility platform for him he to be on done. CNN, Fox News, whatever the case may be? How long do we continue to do that? Well, see, at CNN, the only way they get ratings is when Fauci comes on their air. And the only way they can get ratings is to create more panic and more fear. It's the only way. Now that Americans are less fearful, I mean, we went out um, to watch the European Championship yesterday with some friends. The place was packed. Everybody was having a good time. 
everybody wasn't scared. Right? Nobody was walking around. Oh, God, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't do this. Don't, don't come too close. No. None of that. Everybody was having a good time. Like life should be back to normal. It is time for us to not just stop listening to this man, but I think it's almost time for us to stop even paying attention to anything this man says. And frankly, did you hear this story, Pat, this weekend? A WHO official who advised against ivermectin in India is being sued and put into jail in India right as we speak. For what? For deciding to tell India that ivermectin wasn't a recommended or needed or useful tool in fighting against COVID-19. And how did India just drop off a cliff with its case numbers, right? We saw this massive spike. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then it just dropped right off a cliff. How did that happen? Because they made ivermectin readily and easily available for everybody to take. From the lowest caste to the highest caste in India. And once people started taking ivermectin, the serious deaths and, and hospitalizations and all of those things magically disappeared. It is time for us here in America to have that reaction to Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. It is time for us to do that. There are only two options for me right now. Completely ignoring this guy even exists. And don't bring him up on the show anymore. Don't give him any more oxygen. Or go to jail for him. Now, Frankly, he should be in jail, though. He really should be in jail. And I'm, 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 I'm tired of wondering, what is it going to take to hold this man accountable for all the crap that he has put us through for the last, what, 15 months? If not more? He's just following the science, Pat. Bullshit. I mean, it's, 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 no. He, this man has had stake in the game, has likely made money off of all of this, by the way, in some form or fashion, yeah. and has made money off of our panic and has only garnered fame and attention. The, the hubris of this guy, he loves being on television. Don't, don't, he, he clearly loves it. Oh, yeah. Clearly. He loves himself some Anthony Fauci on television. And we talked about this, I think, about a month, maybe. Yeah, about a month ago. We had talked about why suddenly last June, right, all of a sudden the medication situation, right, where where we were going to be able to take, what was it, um, azithromycin, zinc, and uh, what was the major one, Pat? Hydroxychloroquine? Yes. Mm. Right? That regimen was working for people. It was working. And it was actually part of a recommendation from the CDC. And then suddenly that recommendation went away. Right? 
And we talked about right. who benefited from that. Well, it was the NIA. Because they're the ones who produced a study on a different drug. And then that study, suddenly the CDC switched. And now that drug, which was only 40% as effective as, um, as hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc were at preventing severe cases of COVID-19. And what company benefited from that? A company that our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci happened to be an investor in. He had a direct, not only a direct link so that his scientific bona fides could be brought forth, right? But he had a monetary link to all of this. But I want to address the absurdity of two things. Okay? First is Kathleen Sebelius, right? They talked about what she said in that New York Times article. Talking about how she's sick and tired of, you know, having to worry about transmitting this to her granddaughter. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Pat. Correct me if I'm wrong. She was the Secretary of Health and Human Services, right? Under Obama? Correct. Yes, she was. So she should have some modicum of understanding of how transmission works and then understanding how to read um, basic scientific data? Well, she was in the Obama administration, so I'm going to go as far as a new. Oh, you're right. Because for the nine billionth freaking time, it is very rare, almost never documented transmission from an adult to a child. And also a child to another child. Now, unless Kathleen Sebelius' granddaughter that she's so preciously worried about is a 25-year-old adult or a 50-year-old, because Lord knows she's probably in her 60s or 70s, then what are we talking about here? Children don't pass it to adults. Adults don't pass it to children all that often. For the nine millionth, billionth freaking time, you would think that somebody who was the head of our health and human services department would at least be able to understand that concept. But such is the fear that people like our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci have instilled upon us that she can come out with that statement. One of two things is possible. Either she's full of fear or she's full of something that stinks. I'll let you pick which one. Because those are the only two possibilities. I'm going to go with, can it be a combination of the two? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I would say it's a combination of the two. But here, here's here's my my ultimate rub with all of this, and that is the idea that localities or government or whatever entity you want to use say that the vaccines must be a mandate for businesses, schools, and what have you. Um, excuse me for saying this, but uh, where the hell do these people get off? And that is. Yep. We have people with issues and have had adverse reactions to these vaccines that don't want to feel like they're being treated like an experiment that want to understand how this vaccine works before they take it. Um, what right do you have to make people to get something that actually may not make their life better, that actually has a chance of making their life worse? Where in the hell do you get off? Now, we've been very clear about this. There are people that probably should take the risk of getting the vaccine. Absolutely. Because of certain situations. But as a healthy person, why would I ever risk that? Not knowing what is what could happen to me, seeing the, some of the stuff that has happened with in, in terms of adverse effects with the vaccine over the last few months. Why? Why would you push that on somebody? It's a personal choice. It has to be a personal choice. This isn't political. This is not political. And they are making it political. This is an individual choice. Your health care is your right. Just because medicine works for someone else, it could be poison for you. That is that is fundamentally the difference between medicine and poison is whether or not it can work for you. I don't know that the vaccine is going to work for everybody. I don't know that it's right for everybody. And everybody has to make that decision and take their own damn risk. And people like Dr. Fauci, who have never seen people like me or anyone else for that matter, that have actually know what my medical history is, need to back the hell off because I would never ever put my medical decisions in hands of someone that doesn't know my medical history. Exactly. Neither would I. Neither would I. It, this is the most personal thing. And what you see here is that Fauci knows it is illegal for the federal government to mandate this. But what he's trying to do is find that loophole around it, right? It's the same thing that we're seeing with... Um, <coughs> With um, the IRS or other government agencies, what are they doing with their data mining? They're not doing it themselves. They're hiring private businesses that make it legal for them to grab this bit of information, right? Or that bit of information. It is legal for that private company to do so and then pass it on to the IRS or whomever. It is highly unethical. It is highly suspect, right? Let's find that way to end round the Constitution. That's what we're talking about here. Dr. Anthony Fauci is telling us that he is a proponent of end rounding our constitutional right. And more importantly, our God given right to make our own medical decisions. How dare they do this? Now, the other thing that we need to address is this idea that we're in this heightened state of death and despair in this country. Is it true that the vaccination is working? Yes. 
it seems to have at least played a part because what we also know is that there's seasonality to all of this. And we haven't seen the seasonality, the uh, ebbs and flows, like we have in the past. Right, Pat? We haven't seen these massive, like, every three, four-month spikes and then dips. Right. We haven't seen that. So that would be the indicator for me that as the vaccine has been rolled out, that we're starting down the path to not herd immunity, but towards this virus just petering itself eventually out. Now, I want to put some freaking perspective in here for people like Fauci. Because Fauci also makes this argument that 99% of COVID deaths are now of the unvaccinated variety. You're going to die if you're unvaccinated. That's, that's, the, that's the motivation behind these types of statements. And Fauci isn't the only one. There are people on the right, people on our radio airwaves every single day that are touting this garbage. Is it statistically true? Yes. But we need some perspective as to what those numbers mean. 99% of what? Right? How many people are getting COVID-19 today and how many people are dying? They're not telling you that number. So I want to put some perspective behind this because, Pat, let's play a guessing game. In January this day, January 12th, seven months ago, mm-hmm. how many people died in the United States of America from COVID-19? Mm, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to say it's at least over a thousand. Times that by four. So, 4,406 people died January 12th of 2021 with a seven-day rolling average of 3,352. What do you, how many people do you think died yesterday, July 11th? Because we don't have the numbers yet for today. How many people? Um, I'm going to go with like 200. Divide that by like 10. So 20. 27. 27. 99%. 27? Really? We're talking about 27 freaking people? And it's a, we got to mandate this crap. And by the way, the seven-day rolling average is 223. We're seeing a steady and precipitous decline, just like we did last year, by the way. If you were to map out the the July numbers from last year and this year so far, they look very similar in terms of the decline that was beginning in July. By the way, those chart numbers look very similar if you were to plot them out. And by the way, we haven't seen 100 or more deaths in like four days. In the United States of America, in the entire country of 350 million people, we're talking about 200 people dying. You know how many people die of heart disease, car crashes? Oh, by the way, 1,800 people in this country die from 
heart disease. A fully preventable, by the way, disease. I was going to say, is that per day? Just to be clear. Per day. 1,800 people every single day die of heart disease. 90 people die from car crashes alone in this country. Do we take preventative measures for those things? Yes. Are they communicable diseases? No. No. Do we know how many people die every single day from a communicable disease like an STD or the flu or any number of communicable diseases? No. Because we go on living our lives. That's what we do. I want you to think about that. 27 deaths yesterday reported for a seven-day rolling average of 223. And we must now mandate that if you, you bastards that don't want to get that vaccination, you bastards that want to get everybody else sick and dead, you people are the evil ones. And you will take the jab if you'd like it or not. And never mind the fact that, oh, also, by the way, some statistical by the numbers, hashtag, information for you. Pat, in the history of the VAERS, um, which is the severe adverse reactions, right? In the history of collecting these over the last 30 years, what percentage do you think has come from COVID-19 vaccinations? What percentage of the reported VAERS incidents? I'm going to go with 10%. You would be correct. Damn, yes. Over the course of all of it over the last 30 years. Now, that's just in April of this year, Pat. So you're off. You were correct. (laughs) Just one month (laughs) represents 10% of all known VAERS. Now, if you take 2021 from January 1 to yesterday... It comes up to about 39.6 or 39.7%. So basically 40%. 40% of all reported bears incidents in the history of this country are with this vaccine. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, 
and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Patrick Henry was a loud, distrustful malcontent. And so are we. Mojo 5 You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome back into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Mr. Pat Oney on the other side of your screen. And if you're watching, that means you are a critical thinker. You have joined us at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, $5 a month. That's right, criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. You can find us on social media. I'm at The Coppin Show. He over there is at The Pat Oni Show, which stands for The Pat Oni Show, airing on Saturdays here on Mojo Five O Radio. And if you're listening via podcast, thank you so very, very much. Make sure you are subscribed, number one. And then number two, if you have the ability to rate the podcast, please do so. Believe it or not, people actually pay attention to those things. So do algorithms. Less so than you subscribing, but hey, just saying. Now, with all of that out of the way, Pat, before the break so rudely interrupted my thought process, my critical thinking process here, I was telling you the story of the Vares, right? And um, how April alone, so the, the first month that really it was kind of just wide open everywhere in this country for you if you were an adult to get the vaccine right and then we are also starting to see children get into the mix right we're starting to see if you were um 13 and above that you could get the vaccination right so why does that month matter it matters because this is the first time that that people who don't necessarily have a predilection towards negative outcomes, if you will, right? They don't have a predisposition, not a predilection, but a predisposition to bad outcomes. We're starting to get the vaccine in mass. One month represents 10% of over 30 years of data going into this. Well, people think about that. Now, what does the VAERS um, represent serious adverse event reports. Okay, that's what it stands for. Serious adverse events are what, Pat? They are emergency treatments, hospitalizations, permanent disability, and death. That's what they represent. So, 
the vaccine adverse event report. What does that tell you about this vaccine? That one month can represent 10% of 30 years of data. And oh, by the way, this year alone represents 40%. For me, I'm going to tell you, Pat, that this means this is the most unsafe vaccination we have ever produced. Ever produced. The most unsafe. Now, just like or unlike the idiots who claim 99% of all deaths is just the unvaccinated without any context, here's the context. It is still relatively safe. By and large, 99% of people will not have an adverse reaction. But, but, for the 1% that do, it is a very serious adverse reaction. And it might not be immediate. We have the case in Michigan of the boy, two days after getting the vaccination, just magically dies out of thin air. We're, we're told that the vaccine isn't, isn't the cause. We're, we're still investigating. There's been no medical history that would predispose him to any issues, no heart, no, no stroke issues, no nothing. The only thing that changed in his life is that he got the vaccine. He's dead. Add in to all of the other things to consider here. Considering that getting the flu shot, 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
wrap your brain around that. Statistically speaking, Pat, that is a truth. I want to point something out here, though, because there's there's something that that I think most people are missing when it comes to all of this. What is the difference between now and, say, April of last year in terms of the panic porn? (laughs) Right. So the, the vaccine is out. We've seen a decline in cases. We've seen a decline in deaths. We have, right? You would think that, oh, hey, we can ease up on mandates. We can ease up on um, letting people, you know, in in, this, in the high crowded places and, and encourage social gatherings, encourage states to open back up their economies and whatnot, right? You would think that. But to listen to someone like Fauci, To listen to someone um, like Jake Tapper or CNN, the panic porn is still real. Um, I mean, there are still people. My wife went to the DMV last week, Mm -hmm. saw someone wearing two masks. And it, it is as real as ever in terms of the panic porn. It's like it's like they're still trying to shove down our throats that this is the most deadly disease known to man, that everyone is going to die that don't get vaccinated. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're evil. I mean, they are still shoving this down your throat. Yet all the data points to the vaccines aren't as effective as everyone thinks they are. And number two, you can still get COVID anyway, but it's statistically unlikely that you're going to die from it. And we're still pushing it. Now, if they if they came out with a vaccine against the Black Plague, I'm taking it. Because it's highly likely you're going to die if you get it. Right? Right. right. If 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 I'm talking about a virus that I get temporarily sick from for a couple of days. This is where I also come out with this. Who cares? We have we have such an out not outdated but out of field look at this virus compared to every other virus that we re- interact with on a yearly basis. Again, I'm not comparing the actual disease of COVID to the flu. I'm not. They're different. They have different reactions. They're similar, but different. I have contended that our responses have been outsized. What, I, I, I still go back to this argument. If we are supposed to react to COVID this way, why are we not reacting to the flu this way? Right? If, it, if this is the way that disease, well, blah, 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 the, the flu... It's transmitted by aerosol, right? It is transmitted that way. They're transmitted the exact same way. The flu. We don't walk around, oh my God, don't touch the surface or don't do that or don't do this, right? We don't, oh my God, wear a mask everywhere. 
Hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of people die from it in a nine-month period every single year, with the exception of last year, because apparently the flu just died last year. That, that was going to be my point. Is Have you seen the flu numbers for the last year? It's like it doesn't exist anymore. That notwithstanding, I am talking, I have always been talking about the response that we have as human beings to this. The irrational response that we've had all along. Everything we have done has been out of fear and panic. Yet we don't have any fear or panic when it comes to things like influenza. Which for populations just like the populations that got hit with COVID, it can be very deadly to. And like I've said all along, over 100,000 people died in 2019-2020 flu season. People think about that. Over 100,000 people had passed away from influenza in this country alone. Every year, with the exception of last, millions of people worldwide die from influenza. Every year. And we don't go... Oh, my God, ever stay away from me. Don't touch me. Don't come close to me. Don't breathe on me. Don't wear a mask, double mask, triple mask, quadruple mask while you're at it. We don't do that. Why? Because we realize that at the end of the day, even if you get the flu, you're going to be okay unless you have a comorbidity or you're really old. Everybody gets that concept. Yet when it comes to this, the fear, the panic, while it's subsiding in certain sects of our general psyche, it is still very real for those who have been pushing the panic porn, the Corona bros, the, um, the irrational doctors, the nurses unions, the teachers unions. It is still very real for them because without it, their power, their words have next to no bearing on my life. And they love every second of that power. With that, Pat, um, how about we have a little bit of fun? Please. I'm All so right. done. <laughs> Let's do it. You know the drill, that sound that you're hearing or that um, bumper that you saw, again, that's criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, so you can see that. Um, That means it's time for us to ask the most important question of the day. Is it the B or not the B? Yes. Is it Babylon B or not the B.com? Pat, can you read the headline for me? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. Today's headline. FBI agents raid massive terrorist compound in California. FBI agents raid massive terrorist compound in California. Is this the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about cat coolers. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, if you haven't gotten, gotten a cat cooler yet, you need to. I've been working outside, working on my lawn, 
all that sort of fun stuff here in Utah. And if you don't know anything about Utah, it's more or less a desert. And it has been incredibly hot here. Um, all the more reason to get a cat cooler to keep your food and drinks cold if you're working outside, throwing an outdoor party, uh, going to any kind of like family reunion this year. Don't be the jerk that comes with warm food and drinks. Don't be the jerk that goes to a tailgate with warm food and drinks. You want to make sure that you have that cat cooler, especially if you're going to be watching the all-star game in the, over the next couple of days or uh, the uh, Reds beating the Brewers in Cincinnati, you know, later this week, uh, you want to go to cat coolers and go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Mojo 50 and get 10% off your purchase today. That's catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Mojo 50. Get 10% off your purchase today. Do you need the headline again? No, I don't. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking hard about this headline. Uh-huh. But I am going to go with not to be. Are you sure? Yes. <sighs> you just lost those 50 bucks. This is the Babylon Bee. What? Yep. Okay. This is the Babylon Bee. Oh, I'm sorry. That that those mm. are only existing in uh, New Mexico. I forgot. Mm. What? You you don't know that story from two years ago? No. Yeah. What the, are you F, the, about? the FBI busted a, a terrorist training camp. Cool. Okay. I cool story. Don't remember bro. that, but okay. Um. Well, after in, in Carlsbad, California, after confiscating a Lego Capitol building from one of the conspirators, the worst day in our nation's history, January 6th, FBI agents uncovered even more sinister plot, saying the Lego conspiracy is far worse than they had feared. They've traced the conspiracy all the way to the top, raiding a massive terrorist compound in Carlsbad, California. This place is this place is terrifying, murmured an FBI agent, scoping out the place, which had big letters over the entrance saying Legoland. According to investors, they found models of nearly every government building in D.C. throughout the park. Models and giant X-Wing and various other starfighters, even people dressed up as Lego characters, all of which point to to a terrorist plot to blow a bunch of things up around the world and across the galaxy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them, said one agent as he put a man in a Ninja Go costume into giant handcuffs and led them away. These crazies won't be causing any insurrections anymore. I can guarantee you that. The raid was fairly dangerous for many of the government agents. Some FBI agents tripped on the box of Lego bricks in the gift shop, causing painful Lego bricks to be scattered all across the floor. We were lucky and escaped with our lives. At publishing time, sources confirmed there were other Legoland terrorist cells in Florida, Malaysia, New York, and across the world. Hey, man, have you ever stepped on a Lego? Uh, yes, and it sucks. One of the most painful things to happen if you have, uh, like, if you're in a barefoot situation and you step on a Lego. One of the worst things. The worst. Yeah, so it's horrible. Memo to all the parents. Force your kids to pick up all of the Legos 
before they go to bed. Uh, just, it, it, it is our health PSA of the day to you, the parents out there. It's also just a general good rule of thumb to make sure they pick up all of their toys before going to bed, but mm-hmm. especially the Legos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, I, I might throw a little curveball at you here because Uh-oh. we've been talking data, right? Uh-huh. Um, what if I told you that the data tells us that children in the UK have a one in two million chance of dying of COVID-19. Oh, I would absolutely believe that. That that sounds like the, the rarity of the statistics that we've been talking about. Yep, because it's the truth. One in two million chance. Do you know how many, peop- uh, how many kids in the United Kingdom there are? No, you probably don't. 12 million. Mm, I was going to say several million, but uh-huh. 12 million under the age of 18. How many of them have died of COVID-19? I'm going to go with maybe 1%. If that actually, no, I'm going to go with 0.001%. Yeah. The the number, the raw number is 25. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 12 million. Mm -hmm. Now of those 25, guess how many of them, Died without comorbidities. I'm going to go with statistically zero. No, six. Yeah. Okay. Six of 25. (laughs) Okay. So what we're really talking about here is six out of 12 million. Now, in the UK, children of those same age groups... 124 died of suicide. 268 deaths from what they categorize as trauma. So abuse or neglect or something. Something traumatic. 268. So if we do the math, that is a 1 in 2 million chance of dying of COVID in the UK over the course of a year. Here in the United States, everybody, all people, young, old, everywhere in between, you have a one in 500,000 chance of being struck by lightning. Now, if we look at Pfizer's trial data, okay, they tell us that there's a one in 333 risk for a serious adverse event from the vaccine. Pfizer's own trial, five serious adverse events out of 1,127 12 to 15 year olds, just that three year age group, 12, 13, 14, well, okay, so four, 12 to 15. As opposed to just one adverse event out of the same placebo group. That means, and by the way, that was just in a 30-day trial. 
So there's an absolute risk, an excess risk of 0.3%. That means for every 333 children, 12 to 15 years old, there would be one serious adverse event. So if we want to do the math here, Pat, okay, while we're on the path of vaccinating all of the kids, let's say it's 100% effective in stopping the one in two million pediatric deaths that happen, right? Let's say that is 100% effective. 6,000 children will suffer a serious adverse event. Things like disability, death, life-altering consequences. That's only from Pfizer's data. And do you trust that data? Because in Israel, the Hadasha Medical Center found that the rate of just one serious side effect, one, that we've talked about here on the show in the past, myocarditis. The, the rate of that, one in every three to 6,000 young men. One in every three to 6,000. Not one in two million, one in three to 6,000 young men. Now, most of the children in the trial, by the way, from Pfizer had at least mild side effects. Within a few days after the second injection, 66% of all 12 to 15-year-olds developed fatigue. 65% developed headaches. 42% had chills. This is getting close to serious adverse events, but not quite there. Is that not what the upper bounds of what we're seeing for children when they get the virus, get anyway. They get chills, they get a headache, they get sore, right? That's the most common thing that we've seen reported in adults, let alone children. And by the way, that's assuming they were even symptomatic at all from getting it. 13%, by the way, in the trial developed moderate or serious muscle pain. Much greater than when you actually get the virus. I want you to think about this. As young as 12 years old, Pat, we're, we're going to be doing this. Now, the British study that was telling us that it's one in two million chance, right? That pediatric COVID deaths in the UK were likely overestimated by 61%. So if you want to extrapolate that number to the United States, that would mean there were only 133 COVID deaths, which actually fits in proportionality, given the UK is one-fifth the population of the US and reported 25 pediatric deaths. The proportionality, 25 to 331, it's about one-fifth, around there. Think about this. We're talking about jabbing about what, 75 million Americans? 
Ish. a population that has less than 100 or around 120, 130, 140 deaths. But, but if you get the vaccine, you have around 6,000 cases. Again, this is what I was talking about before, right? With this idea that you actually have a greater chance getting the vaccine right now of having an adverse reaction to it than of having a severe case of COVID-19. You are much better off getting COVID-19 than getting the vaccine according to the statistics. I'm not telling you to do this or not do that. Again, it is always for me, any personal medical decision. That is between me and my healthcare provider. That's it. But I can give you the numbers that tell you, by the way, if you get the vaccine, you have a much greater chance of a serious consequence than if you just got the virus. And it's even greater for children. Why the hell would we do that to our kids? And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And stop listening to Anthony Fauci. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.